0: hands make a joyful noise unto the Lord. He's worthy. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. I'm not ashamed to say, I will bless the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. I will bless the Lord at all times. You may be seated in Jesus' name. The Lord bless you tonight. Amen. Thank you, Brother Pageant, for the invitation. And we count it an honor to be back here at men's retreat in this uh, time of year. And a uh, great gathering of men and ministers and people of God. I uh, appreciate Brother Pageant's burden for this uh, gathering and this meeting. Amen. And the supporting pastors that support this uh, men's retreat, I think it's very worthwhile. I remember our past times together, and I thank God for the strength that they provided for us. Amen. And we're here again to somehow ask God for continuing help in our mission and in our journey there's more to do we've got to get the job done we've got to get the job done. and god has brought us together for such a time as this and uh god has confidence That by the sacrifice he made and the provisions he provides that we can get the job done praise the Lord praise the Lord and so we appreciate the Lord and we uh, feel very honored to be here Uh, brother pageant said things have changed some the uh, area has grown tremendously since I've been here the chairs are much more comfortable since the last time i was here so you can endure a little more time praise the Lord yeah. hallelujah. <laughs> more comfortably and uh but we thank God that there's still apostolic ministry and apostolic men thank God for apostolic ministry and apostolic men praise God thank God for apostolic ministry an apostolic men. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And everybody say praise the Lord. Praise you may be seated. The Lord bless you tonight. Uh, I'm, I'm still under the influence of the preaching I've already heard in this men's retreat. Amen. Last night uh, I was so blessed to be able to uh, understand that uh... my celebrating the good was not out of the ordinary but it was alright to do that it, to me every day is a good day to serve the lord every church service is a good church service every parent prayer, prayer meeting is a good prayer meeting yes it is praise the lord every time i get to sit and hear preaching and teaching it's a good session for me praise the lord and i feel blessed and thank brother alvear for telling us that no matter what the world says and the hyped up religious world it's all right to celebrate what god says is good amen amen Amen. and uh, then brother rally thank you for your message this morning that we don't have to live in the shadows but we can step out of them walk in the light praise the lord praise the lord and not be ashamed and uh take what we have from the lord and go with it and uh, resist the devil and uh, all the evil forces praise the lord and then brother alvear again amen with that service today preaching to us on our attitude and our reaction to when preaching becomes personal and it will get personal apostolic preaching will get personal we are not going to hang around an apostolic preacher very long until it gets personal praise the lord everybody amen I grew up in the apostolic church I don't apologize for that I think it was a great honor that I was privileged to be raised in the apostolic environment but I had them get personal with me Amen. I became their subject when there was no other subject. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And had them come down and stand in front of me and say, you know, point their finger. And I said, all right. And then I was taught to never have a bad attitude about that. My dad taught me years ago, he said, the worst thing that can happen to you is for God. To take you completely off the heart of a preacher and never give him a burden or an unction to preach to you so we develop the saying preacher preach to me i've got to be saved is that how you feel tonight let's give the lord a good clap offering of praise Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Well, I wanted to be a blessing this evening. I've asked the Lord to help me and uh, I just want to help somebody else. This is not, uh, this is not a really, uh, place where we can be complacent or just treat it lightly, but I think we're on business for the king and, uh, it's just no telling what God will Develop from this men's retreat in the hearts of you men that are here today in future days ahead And so it's important that we take it seriously praise the lord if you have your bible tonight i want to draw a few scriptures out of the book gospel according to saint mark praise the lord chapter number let me see now i'm gonna go to luke first luke let's go to luke Amen. Chapter number 18. Praise the Lord. Let's go to Luke 18. Luke chapter 18. And uh, let's read verses 31 through 34. Praise the Lord. And he took unto him the twelve and said unto them. Behold we go up to Jerusalem. And all things that are written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man shall be accomplished. Man, that's powerful information. For he shall be delivered unto the Gentiles, and shall be mocked, and spitefully entreated, and spitted on. And they shall scourge him, and put him to death and the third day he shall rise again. That was some powerful information. Praise the Lord. That was new, cutting edge. Praise the Lord. Information. Praise the Lord. Then the Bible said, and they understood nothing nothing none of these things praise the Lord one writer said in Timothy he said there was a group that's ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth here Jesus delivers a cutting edge amen bible class and nobody got it it was just like duh everybody say duh that's what I'm going to preach on tonight I think you spell it D-U-H and if it's spelled different then use my spelling tonight everybody say duh duh you may be seated in Jesus' name. Praise. <laughs> I enjoyed almost too much Brother Alviar last night when he was talking about some of the situations that I could relate to, probably all of them, but some more in particular. He talked about his band. Amen. And his church. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and that's just part of the operation. You know, we, we, we have music. We have a lot of things that go on in the operation of our apostolic church. And music is, is, is a part, but it's just a part. And uh, many things. It takes a whole lot of different things going on to have church. Yeah. Praise the Lord. And all that we have going on if we're not careful we'll miss the most important thing and that is that visitation of the anointing of the Holy Ghost and then being sensitive to the leading of the Holy Ghost what does God want in the service to me it's important to even know what kind of song he wants how fast he wants it or or even if he wants one at all he may not even want a song Praise the Lord. He may not want a Hammond organ playing tonight. Right. Praise the Lord. I, I was hearing Brother Albiar make a plea in his voice last night that God would endow him with organ playing abilities. And uh, I uh, was glad that really the only reason I can play a little bit is because my mother made me learn when I was about 10 years old. And uh, she never did play music, but she knew when I wasn't. And if I tried to sidestep my lessons, she gave me some correction and I got back on track. But I I thanked her recently for doing all that. I said, Mom, I want to thank you because we're blessed in Akron Apostolic Temple to have, uh, I've always had a pretty good uh, host of musicians, you know. And uh, in my realm there, in my place, I made myself the fourth string organ player. Fourth on the fourth string. If you, if you look at first string, you know, position why I'm the last. I'm the fourth string. And so it just happened to be that I am now the official organ player. I permanently dismissed the first string organ player. Amen. And so the second string organ player. Came one night and uh, went to get up on the platform, and I stopped him. I said, "Whoa, whoa! Praise the Lord, brother." He said, "Praise the Lord, elder." I said, uh, "Missed you Sunday night." Right. Oh, he said, uh, "You know, I'm sorry." Elder I said, "I meant to call you." I said, "Just have a seat right down there."
1: <laughs> Praise the Lord.
0: and so i started looking around for my third string organ player and of course one of my little situations there is if you play music you got to pray before you play so i noticed that my third string organ player wasn't in the prayer room and so he looked up, I saw him coming up the side, and he looked at the organ, saw it was empty, and started. I said, Oh, hey, come here. He said, You need me to play tonight, Elder? I said, Where was you in the prayer room? So I, I, just, I just woke up late. I took a nap. I said, You sit down there. All right. And I said, Guess who's going to play the organ tonight? Four strings taking over. How long are you going to play the four strings? Until I get ready to decide somebody's got enough sense to get up there and play it and do what's right. Uh, see, you don't get it. If I say, if you miss church, you got to call me. Duh, you got to call me. You know, there, there, there's a phone number and the phone book. And if I say, musicians, we want you in the prayer room before you get on the platform, duh, you get in the prayer room. you can play a B3 handling don't mean you've got a right to bypass the prayer room and bypass calling your pastor and bypass doing what you got to do. Well, somebody say praise the Lord. You may be seated in Jesus' name. See, school is in session here tonight. Duh. School is in session here tonight really i got inspired to preach us from a three-year-old grandson he was he 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 told his grand he told my wife to go get him some strawberry milk and she was ignoring him and he said duh i said hey honey he's trying to tell you, you ain't getting the message <laughs> praise the lord that's their little it's this new deal you know you're not getting the message so i said that sounds valid. i'll just use that and school's in session you know and uh <laughs> We, we we go to church to learn something. We go to church. You go to men's retreat to learn something. I don't go to church for a social reason. I don't go for any other reason. I go to say, Lord, can you teach me? Show me. Put me on the cutting edge, God, of divine information. And I Preaching and put something, God's. Hey, 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 hey. Duh. God's in this place tonight. You can be seated. So sometimes I get up like I am even tonight and I look around and see if there's any lights on. Duh. Brother, it gets pretty dim sometimes, it gets pretty dark. Hey, listen, you don't have to advertise when the light comes on. You ain't got to have your sign say I'm a light. That's why I don't believe in telling people when they get the Holy Ghost that they got it. Because I believe if you get it, if you get what I got, the light comes on. And it ain't, duh, you got it. It's, I got it. I got it. I got it. Just like the Bible said, I got it. I spoke in tongues. I got it. You may be seated. I had a meeting a while back and the evangelist was preaching. He got there praying somebody. And he got to the person and said, hey, he said, listen to me. You got the Holy Ghost. And they said, Huh? Praise the lord. no if you got it and the light comes on we're going to know it yes. praise the lord everybody one of the frustrations in the edu- the world of education today i talked to a school i got a school teacher in my church and she was telling me she said one of the most frustrating things of her teaching is is to teach people that don't want to be taught to teach kids that don't have any desire to learn knowing that some of the lesson material i'm giving them if they don't get it they're going to be messed up the rest of their life praise the lord everybody so she, she was telling and it is important in the course of being in class and I say no if, I told our kids at, at home I said you know y'all going to school I said you got to go to school so if you have to go to school while you're there why don't you just go ahead and learn something Amen. just you know duh, learn something learn something about mathematics learn how to, to, to do your English learn something about geography learn something while you're there you got to go anyhow so while you're there learn something Don't try to be some kind of an idiot. Act like you know something when you don't. You keep asking them to repeat the lesson until the light comes on. Hallelujah. Somebody say praise the, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And I'll tell you right now, I don't know if ever, I have been in situations of learning where I didn't get it when everybody else was getting it. Amen. I, I, I wanted to, but somebody, somehow they were smarter, they were sharper, they were more attentive or something. And I, but I said, I do want to know it. And so I had to go beyond being embarrassed to raise my hand and ask the question, Would you run that bias one more time? Would you tell me again what that equation was, what that formula was, what that meaning was? Would you run it by me again? Thank God for the teacher that didn't try to embarrass me but said, hey, folks, listen up. I'm going to run this by you one more time. Thank God for a preacher that comes by and says, hey, I'm going to tell you again. I know you heard it yesterday. I know you heard it last. And I'm going to tell you, huh, somebody, the light didn't come on. Duh, we're talking about going from this world to the glory world. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Maybe she The Bible does say that wisdom is the principal thing. But he said, when you get wisdom, therefore get it. But with all you're getting, get the light on, duh. Amen. It's not just a matter of saying I'm apostolic, but why are you apostolic? (laughs) Say, I'm born again, but why are you born again? There's a mission. There's a purpose. There's a message. There's a concept. Sometimes we don't get it, or we just say, duh, because we don't understand the concept. Jesus is talking to the disciples. hey, I got a concept here that you, you you never heard before. He said, behold, listen up. Right. Praise the Lord. Amen. We're going to Jerusalem, you and me, all of us. And everything you ever read or heard that was written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man is going to happen in just a little bit. All your life you've heard this prophetic teaching and preaching and, and, and lesson and guess what, we're going to go see it all accomplished. Now i tell you what folks, and they're looking at him, you know, and said, now when I get the Son of Man gets there, He's going to be delivered to the Gentiles. He's going to be mocked, spitefully entreated, and spitted on. They're going to scourge him, kill him. But the third day, this is cutting edge information. The third day, he's going to rise again. And he stops. He stops and looks and says, duh. No lights came on. I get so aggravated sometimes preaching to people when no lights come on. You know, it's... it's, Brother Javier mentioned a a person. We all have some people in our churches sometimes that uh, over-respond to preaching. But it's such an excitement to get a response. That I don't even try to temper the over-respondent. I said man i I tell you what sometimes you got to do check some things i had one man that got way out of line responding and lord jesus he 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 used some language to describe how much he believed when i was preaching (laughs) kind of threw it he he turned the light on blew a fuse at the same time brother One of them quiet Sunday morning Bible classes. Just teaching, you know, and I, got to, I had to jump on Bill Clinton about what all he was, doing, why he wasn't no good and what all he was doing. And he jumped up over there and said, you're blank right, Elder. I said, oh my God. I didn't chastise him. I didn't rebuke him. I didn't sit him down. I just went back and said, if it's that good, I'm going to run it by him again, praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Running by him again, he jumped back up to the same thing. You're blank right, Elder. I said, All right, all right. I mean, lost control. We had to kind of close the service. And uh people were losing it. And he and and he didn't show up that night, and and they're getting tight on me. I said, if you folks don't start responding, I'm gonna tell you how right I really am. Praise the Lord. Duh! Hallelujah. the people that never do get it. Come on, man. We're here to learn something. We're in class. We're in session. We're not just wasting our time. Holy Ghost in the house. Anointing's in the house. And the master teacher's walking through and wanting to give us a concept. Praise Him right now. Somebody praise Him right now. <laughs> hallelujah. 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 You may be seated. And they understood none of these things. Absolutely nothing. It's frustrating, man, to give somebody cutting-edge information and they don't understand nothing. That's where you've got to get to where Brother Alvear was saying today. The ministry has to start getting personal. You know one of the qualifications. One of the qualities of ministry is. That we have to exhort. With all. Long suffering. And doctrine. Praise the Lord. I don't have no trouble with the doctrine part and I sure have to work on that long suffering part sometimes and really I think the apostolic ministry does pretty good all of us men that preach and pastor we put up with a lot of things sometimes longer than folks watching us think we ought to praise the Lord hallelujah so recently I I, I was trying to help a Helpless case. Amen. I had a real duh on my hands. And it started being a duh when he was about 12 years old. Now he's 35, 36, and he's still duh. I said, Lord, I think this is just one of those cases where the wires will never get connected. There's no electricity. There's no generator. This is a real duh. And God said, you can't save no duhs. Praise the Lord. I said, what chapter is that in? That's in my book, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hardly can a duh be saved. Praise the Lord. That ain't about right. That is right. You got it. The light's got to come on had him promise me he he, he i don't know how many times brother Mead? forgive me i feel I'm, I'm gonna do better well he knew he was on my last nerve amen about 15 years amen and so he actually made a move he never made he got on the front row and got him a bible and looked like he was gonna pay attention and so i said no this might be interesting they said this guy ain't got the capacity to get the light on we will we'll just see give the man a chance been for a while boy on his feet when everybody else was amen testify I said wow I don't want to get too excited yet because I ain't seen the light come on I'm waiting for the light you know and a pastor a pastor a man of God can just look out there and know know when somebody's getting it and when they're not and when they're not it makes you go back and go over it again and run it by a third time hey by the way and finally you can't get to a point coming around right i'm talking to you duh it's you finally he he got all crossed up a little bit and messed up. so i I, coming i went down stairs and he's coming in the front door said hope stop right here stop right here i said as of right now write the date down sir I'm not pastoring you no more. He said, oh no, don't say that. Duh. I'm not pastoring you no more. Well, what am I going to do? I said, I don't care. Go find you a pastor that preaches in the dark. But I'm tired of you sitting in here never getting it. Praise the Lord. You can charge me, but it's been quite a few years, from 12 to 35, it's been a few years trying to get his wires connected. And in the process, amen, he was hindering other folks from getting their wires connected. Oh yeah, I've got some scripture for that too. But the whole thing was there's people sitting right around him. He said, "I don't understand why you preach I said, "Why does everybody else understand? There's ten people sitting next to you. Their light comes on, and you stay in the dark. Duh! Why don't you wake up? Get the concept. Get the message. Come on, somebody praise him right now. Somebody. Praise him. <laughs> the light on god we need help we need understanding somebody say praise the lord Lord. maybe she did hallelujah to god hmm jesus was constant you know he jesus was on a mission and his mission was from the father not another god either but he was on a mission from the father And his mission was to somehow accomplish what the Father sent him to do and transmit that mission into some disciples. Now Jesus had no problem saying, My light's on. Because he said, I am the light of the world. After all, you know, I, I was there when I said, let there be light. And there was, I am the light. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. But what I'm going to try to do is give you some cat and edge information to connect some wires. And when I get done, I want to see your light come on. Not stand around a bunch of Pharisees and Sadducees and hypocrites and holler, duh, duh. Come on, get with it. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Come on, somebody praise him, somebody. I'm telling you, men, I'm telling you, men, God's looking for somebody. When the light comes on, don't sit around saying, What's he gonna say? God, let it shine on me. Hook me up, put me together. Somebody say praise the Lord. Amen to see So, Jesus spent his entire ministry trying to transmit a concept to his disciples. Amen. And many times it was a frustrating. You know, to me, Jesus was a master teacher. I mean, there's nobody that could exemplify the teaching profession better than he could. He was a master teacher, master leader. He was the master. Praise the Lord of about it. Praise the Lord. He, he, he knew how, and so nobody was more qualified. And you know, there's nothing more beautiful than to sit in the presence of a master and listen to cutting-edge information. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. My, my, my brother-in-law has just went through his fourth open heart surgery this year 37 years old and uh he's, he's, he might be coming home by the day or tomorrow from his fourth open heart surgery It'd been a miracle that he's even alive but the whole thing was his doctor got frustrated because my brother-in-law had a high blood pressure problem and so he just got tired of taking high blood pressure pills one day And the doctor said, you never stop taking this medication to keep your blood pressure under control. But he got busy. He knew what the doctor said. The doctor was a master in cardiovascular uh, medical field. And he knew his business. He had certificates. He had experience. He had all the credentials and the training. And all he said was, just be sure you take this blood pressure medicine. Every day. And every day, he said, well, maybe he was trusting God. No, I know it. the light didn't come on that good. Hallelujah. <laughs> it wasn't that, he, didn't, you know, that he, he did believe God could do it, but he no, that, that was not it. <laughs> it's just that he just got tired of fooling with it and just did disregard. And one day, getting ready for church, his main aorta bursted on him, exploded inside his chest. So he got within two hours of death and it's a, I won't go into all the story but four heart sur- four open heart surgeries later and kidneys are gone doctor said the other day you'll be on antibiotics the rest of your life dialysis three times a week left leg partially functional 37 years, I mean a, a man's man <laughs> 300 pounds, 6 foot 2 brother hard worker, labor, and worked hard all his life and now he's in a wheelchair and on a walker and he just doesn't know if he's going to make it all because he let the light go out on some critical information. Praise the Lord. See the devil, all he wants to do is get you sidetracked long enough to unplug you. And once you get unplugged, you may never get plugged back up again. I want God to know I'm glad to be in this church. I'm glad to be doing what I'm, I'm glad to be called apostolic i'm glad to be baptized in jesus name and filled with the holy ghost speaking in tongues i'm glad that he moved on me one more time i'm glad he's still talking to me and i want to get the message somebody clap your hands on the lord and praise him right now you may be sitting now he has more than just high blood pressure medicine to take. He's got a list of medications he has to take at certain hours, certain times of every day, and he's paranoid that he doesn't forget one piece, one part, one instruction of every daily medication. Amen. The light came on. The light came back on after near tragedy and death. Oh, God. You know, what What does God have to do to us to get us from being, duh, you know, we're, we are supposed to be the apple of God's eye. We are the arms, the feet, the body, the voice, the hands. We are, Hold oh you, we are. Now, he said, I was the light of the world. Now, you are the lights of the world. As long as I'm in the world, I'll be the light. But when I'm out of here, guess what? You're going to be the light. Nothing probably frustrates heaven more than look down and see us sitting here and nobody's light on more worried about what we're going to do when this service is over than if god comes down and puts a special touch of anointing and learning in our hearts set us on fire god give me the message somebody say praise the lord hallelujah i remember one time wanting to learn a concept in accounting back in my senior year of high school And I was trying to grasp some accounting concepts. I was having a struggle with it. Other kids in the class were picking it up. My light was out, theirs was on. And I said, oh, I can't go much further and get through this. So I went up and asked the teacher who was very qualified. I said, would you mind if I come in after school for a few nights and you spend some extra time with me? I got to get this. I got to get this. And he said, I'd be more than glad to, Don. Come on by after a certain time man for weeks two or three weeks straight every night about hour and a half would sit there and he'd put those concepts and those things by me until finally i said hey thank you i got it yeah, on, right. i had to work harder than some of them did but i wasn't going to get through school and not get it here we are living at the coming of the Lord. It's time for the Lord to come. The fields are whitened to harvest. Uh, there's souls out there dying and go to hell. And we are responsible to get a hold of something and try to reach somebody and show them But in a dark world, we got a light that burns bright. We got the message. We got the concept. We got the power. Somebody praise him. Somebody praise him. somebody say i've got it oh you may be seated hallelujah teaching one afternoon and amen praise the lord at our church and uh, had to cover some material that was kind of a little heavy amen not deep i said heavy i'm not a deep preacher just get heavy once in a while praise the lord and so, one man hollers, I said, I, I, that's a hard statement, Elder. I said, it might be hard, but you stay till it gets soft. All right. All right. Amen. If you leave and don't get this, you're going to be messed up. Amen. Right. Yeah. There's certain things we don't do. There's certain things we do. And there are certain things that have to happen to make this apostolic church be what God wants it to be. And we're not trying to mimic and ape nobody else's program or concept. But God has given us a revelation and a cutting edge piece of information. And we can have church like nobody can have church. And you don't have to have mechanical music if you don't have none. All you got to have is an anointing of the Holy Ghost sweep down through the house. And somebody say, hey pastor, I got it. Duh, I'm talking to you you may be seated so the Lord you know he, he, he put up with all that and uh, trying to tell his disciples Amen, to watch him amen. praise the Lord so these 12 disciples watch Jesus every day he, here's what they found out this guy is powerful amen. this what kind of man is this they found out in their association with Jesus, praise the Lord, that he could heal any disease that existed. Did it! If it, had to be, it had to be awesome, better than good, I guess. It had to be awesome. I think it would be to see Jesus go by and just touch a man that had blinded eyes and his eyes open and he see. Stick his finger in a deaf man's ear and his ears open up. to tell some people put water in them water pots and the water turns to wine oh, to stop a funeral procession coming down the road and saying lady why are you crying my only son's being buried well stop right now sir get up get up your mother's crying get out of that coffin son get down, get on home and he gets up out of a coffin and walks home A man named Jairus walks up and says, Sir, Master, my daughter my, my daughter is sick of death, dying. And before he gets to her house, she's dead. And the Lord said, No, she's only sleeping. Walks in and says, Arise, daughter. And walks a dead girl back out of the house alive and breathing. That had to be awesome. You may be seated. A fellowship meeting on the mountainside. She said, Jesus says It's time to feed them what do we got so we got five loaves and two fishes all we got in the crowd so I give it to me he starts praying and breaking the bread and fish and it grows out of his hand he feeds with five loaves and two fishes amen, amen. five thousand men plus the women did you tell me and we're and the twelve disciples got to see all of that happen right. on a storm he just stepped out in the boat and said peace be still and the winds and the seas obeyed his voice these 12 men seen all that you know what they said this Jesus has power like no one else has ever had then in all they said this Jesus has position too cause we know he's not just a man he is the son of God he is the Christ the son of the living God thou art the Christ he's got a position he's got man power what they never seen was this they never saw jesus use his power or his position to control people and that's where our light goes out duh praise the lord god never gave us power or position to control people that's what the gentiles do he says They exercise authority over others and control people, become control freaks and manipulators of men and women. But he says, the power I give you ain't going to do that. It's going to give you power to do the opposite, to be a servant to everybody and minister. (laughs) Duh. (laughs) They had the hardest time getting that. It was like, duh. They got frustrated. Amen. Hey, Jesus, when are you going to bring this kingdom in? Tired of these Romans around here and these bunch of Pharisees. Let's, let's, go ahead, Jesus. Get them. Sick them. Man, you got the power. I've seen you do things. You got, and you got the position. And while they watched all this, they never did see him use his power, or position to, mani- to manipulate or control anybody. Right. And it frustrated them. But it was duh—the power you're going to get is not to give you control; it's to give you power to serve. He loved us. Now, let me tell you something. Every day that Jesus lived, read it in your Gospels, he served. And with his power and his position, he never lived, oh, this is going to be a little tough right now, the good life. (laughs) Had a young man come up, boy, he'd been growing up in church and, you know, he's looking at preachers and he he just I'm going to be a preacher, man, I'm going to be a preacher. I gotta get me a suit, gotta get the right kind of suit, and the right kind of shoes and shoe shine and get my tie just right. Amen. I gotta get the walk just right. Amen. My eyes are okay, but I better get me a pair of glasses so I can reach over here and do this once in a while. Amen. I watched him do all that, and I'm trying to tell you know, I said, somebody that God wants to raise up some young men he's sitting over there duh your lights out boy I'm not talking to you finally I ignored him he said brother Mead can I talk to you I said sure he said what do you think about me being a preacher I said well that's a good ambition son You really think you want to be a preacher? Think you're called? Say, yeah, I believe God's calling me to preach. I said, then I'm going to help you learn something. I said, I want you to be the next one to start cleaning the commodes in the church. You're going to be the next janitor. You're going to be the new janitor. He looked at me like I fell out of a tree. And when I said that, I was waiting to see the light come on. Duh, duh. He literally said. What? Clean the commode? Be a janitor? I think you misunderstood me, Brother Mead. I said I want to preach. Hallelujah. I heard what you said. I'm not deaf. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> I owned a Midas Muffler shop for eight years and back in the late 70s, early 80s. And my son was just a boy growing up. Terry Daly, he's a little old fella then. But he loved to come down there and watch Dad run that Midas Muffler shop, fire stuff. Well, I, I'd get behind the counter, have me a cup of coffee. I'd be telling them mechanics, you go get this job, you go do that. And I'd go back sitting in that office, prop my feet up, and look at some financial reports. He'd come in there and say, get me. He got him a chair and he'd prop his feet up. He'd say, boy, Dad, just think. When I get out of school, this is where I'll be. <laughs> I said, Come with me <laughs> took him out in that old greasy muffler shop man all kind of tools air hoses dirt and grime around wait until they went back here and i found a broom big old push broom it was twice his height i said now what i'm going to do son i said i'm going to buy you one your size and what i want you to do instead of what i want you to go here and learn how to push this he said dad but you own this thing I'm the owner's son. I said, yeah, you sure are. And if you ever think you'll be the owner and you'll be in that desk where I'm at, you'll learn to push this broom and you'll learn to do everything everybody else has ever done in this shop. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God Well, somebody say praise the lord Lord. so the young man looked at me and wanted to preach he said well he said it's just burning in me i got a burning desire i said until you get a burning desire to clean this church you ain't called to preach a preacher's gotta know how to push a broom and how to run a vacuum cleaner he gotta know how to Oh, yes. You got to know a whole lot more than standing up there adjusting your glasses and making sure your lapels are hanging right. And you got the walk and the look. You got to learn how. I <laughs> said, so I want you to go out and start doing some door knocking. I want you to pass out some tracks on center. But I ain't never done that. I said, that's the problem. You may be sick. long story short he couldn't take all that he finally jumped ship went to where somebody would recognize his calling and he's running around the country preaching right now and i wouldn't preach him if he was the last preacher running around the country because he ain't called to preach he ain't never prayed nobody through the holy ghost he never respected the preacher, put his finger in my face told me that my ministry was idiocy and stupidity and walked out of that church went down somewhere else they picked him up and he's traveling across the country preaching that's all right ain't going to preach in my place i still don't think he's a preacher he might know how to say a few words copy a few sermons Shout and holler, adjust his lapel, and steal his glasses, but he ain't a preacher. His light's not on. It's God. God ain't using. No egotistical, self-called, self-promoted. He wants somebody that gets the message, I'll serve, I'll serve, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Come on, somebody praise him right now. praise him all he wanted was to be able to drive the right kind of car and sit on certain platforms and do certain things that's all he wanted but he ain't never prayed nobody through the holy ghost he never got a burden for nobody he never taught a bible study never knocked the door somebody says well maybe that well it may not have to be important in your situation but for me that's how it works in apostolic temple so when I preach and teach I look out at my men and I'm waiting for some lights to come on somebody walk up after church man it's exciting they say brother me i got it and you know when they really do that because the light comes up i've had some say i said duh you ain't got nothing uh, on. one man said he thought he had a had a uh, unction or something i said i want you to go on a 10 day fast he says oh just, just forget i ever said that I, 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 I <laughs> He wouldn't want that light to come on, brother. You have to miss too many Happy Meals, praise God. Duh! It's service! The concept! Understand! And we are living in an environment where we hear cutting-edge information. Men, you're blessed. To sit in a church with the kind of pastor you have that brings through ministry. Put you on a pew, put you on a seat. Whoa! Oh, look what advantage you have in God. You got to praise in the depths of your heart, to the bottom of your soul. Means, let me just bring one more thing. You may be seated. Jesus never lived a good life. And don't just say that no, Jesus never did. He never did with power and position. He never did this either. For your FYI, duh. Okay. He never destroyed his enemies. i've had a little trouble with that i've been trying to talk god and let me destroy a few but he said you just sit down that's none of your business i said god we get the national guard we'll get them praise the lord get the big guns out praise god he said no you just settle down i like what one preacher said might have been one of the preachers are here but said one time there's two things god never allow you to have and one is, is, He'll never let you have vengeance. Because that belongs to God. Second thing he's will never let us have is His glory. Because no flesh will ever glory in His presence. They belong to God. They belong to God. So, with His power and His position, He never destroyed His enemies. If you're not careful, you'll get to thinking you're powerful enough to really and I've had preachers do this. Now huh? they get up and they say, "Oh yeah, let me my turn to preach." All right, boy. Woo. And they nothing. Then if you don't give them a chance to preach, sometimes they'll do it in their testimony. see <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna get somebody. You know, they're gonna get somebody. They're gonna tell them off. Praise the Lord. No, 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 no. You don't do that. Jesus never destroyed his enemies. And boy the, the disciples wanted him to in fact they got involved one time said god jesus if you'll let us we'll call fire down from heaven we'll kill that dude over there he said shut up duh you don't know what kind of spirit you're of, but god duh get your hand and Peter got involved one time he got a little Buxus brother in the garden of Gethsemane he pulled his sword out cut off the servant's ear and she said duh pick the ear up put it back on now if you don't think Peter was frustrated by that I'm trying to help you Lord and that's what frustrates the master sometimes it's us trying to help him when he knows how to do his job better and we know how to tell him how to do it. Well, it's true anyhow. With his power and his position, he never destroyed and he never exalted himself. Never. <laughs> when he talked about the works, he said, it's, it's not me, it's the works, it's my Father that's in me. He gave credit to the Father that was in him. The works that I do is because of the Father that's in me. That's how it gave him credit. He just served. And most of the times he served the defeated and the disadvantaged. And they couldn't get that in their head. Mark 9, you can read it for yourself. Jesus was coming back to Capernaum. And when he reached the house, he'd heard his disciples talking. He knew what they were talking about. He asked them a question. He said, hey, 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 fellas. What was y'all talking about as we was walking over here to (laughs) Capernaum? They didn't want to tell him. They really didn't want to tell him. They did not answer his question. Hallelujah. They were discussing which of them was the the greatest. Who's the most important? I think. Who's the greatest one of us? They was talking behind his back. He said, what what was y'all talking about? Oh, we just talking? (laughs) Duh, I'm the master. Duh! You don't get it, do you? There is no greatest. Because he that would be greatest among you, he that would be greatest, must be least or servant of all. Somebody say praise the Lord. They should have said, I got it. But they didn't. They didn't understand it before the crucifixion. They didn't understand it during the crucifixion. And they didn't understand it after the crucifixion. When the understanding finally came in on them is when the Holy Ghost came. When the Holy Ghost came. One of my favorite mottos and my candy stick stick cliché is this. Perception is everything. I go to seed on this because I went into a a big, uh, my daughter worked in a major uh, grocery chain store. I went back to see her in the employer's conference room about as big as this auditorium. And all across the wall was a big banner. And that's what it said on that banner. Perception is everything everything Amen. I got annoyed I said that ain't about right that is right I said Tammy that'll preach right. that employee stopped beating their bologna sandwiches. Go tell me what's he eating? I said man do y'all see that I said whoever put that up there knew that's the truth perception is everything right. Amen. you got to be able to get the lights got to come on oh jesus help us help us lord to get the message and even right up in matthew chapter 20 after all of that jesus has come along and a lady runs up to him says hey jesus 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 i want to ask you something and happened to be the mother of a couple of the disciples said so what do you want said oh said you know Jimmy and Johnny said my two boys said you know I, 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 I know I know man you, you you're great you're going to have a kingdom but when you get there would you put Jimmy on the right and Johnny on the left <laughs> duh you don't get it <laughs> and it made the other ten guys mad they didn't get it. they mad because she's trying to get her boys in the position they wanted. Duh. <laughs> I'm telling you, boy, we got to get this duh business taken care of. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, hey, if, 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 if there's going to be a duh in your church, don't let it be you. <laughs> <laughs> if there's in your pew Don't let it be you You be the person of your church, man That says, hey preacher You teach it, I get it I stay here till the light comes on I come back, you teach it again Preach to me again Tell me again, rebuke me again Talk to me again Duh. Get on up here, get the light on God wants to give us some help Lift your hands right now men of this men's retreat i challenge you in the name of jesus young people here young men listen to me you live in a world that's so dumbed down it's dumb, dumber, dumbest, dumb, dumber, dumbest, dumber, dumber, dumber. It's dumbed down. It's duh. Uh, it's lights out. Nobody's paying attention. Nobody's getting a message, but it ain't going to be that way with us. We got a revelation. We got master teachers, master preachers. We got the Holy Ghost. Uh, we got the power of God to turn the light on and tell our preacher and tell God, God, I got it. 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 Come on, somebody cry out to the Lord right now. I turn this service back over to the platform in Jesus' name. Why don't everybody march up front, lift your hands, and ask God to turn the light. Come on, men, let's march up here in the front. Lift your hands in the air. Everybody walk up the front and say, God, let it shine on me. Turn the light on God. I don't want to be a God. I want the message. I want the concept. I want Jesus to breathe on me right now.
2: Tim. No.
1: it's the will of God that we grow up in Him Amen. till we be conformed to His image. Amen. I don't want to be in the church for 10, 20 or longer years and just come to realize that I'm only repeating the first year, that I haven't grown, that I haven't Amen. Well, the preaching can get personal. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Brother Mead. God has talked to us tonight. Praise the Lord. You know, just about when you think that the Lord has come at you from every direction, Then he comes at you from another direction. In fact, when Brother Bass came around over there, I said, let's see you find a song to go with that. But he did. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Amen. God bless you. Dismissed in Jesus' name. Amen.